Good morning. Good morning. At this point, you guys should know me. I hope you do. My name is Jared Kane. I'm the youth and music director here at Cross Community Church. And um, it's been a pleasure to serve here for almost five years now. Five years. A long time. <clears throat> but I kind of see testimonies as a before and after and since. So that's kind of how I broke it up. And so before, I have a typical Jesus story, um, like some of you, of someone who grew up in the church from a very young age, but it wasn't without its challenges. I was born in 1992 to my mother Marisol Ramos and my father Joseph Brian Kane. Uh, they would later divorce while I was a little kid, and I, I remember that day uh, being separated from, from my dad and my mom, kind of, you know, I remember it vividly looking back out of my mom's window of her car and seeing my dad stand outside uh, our trailer at the time. They were both young, and um, I want to make that clear, but God used both of them greatly in my life and continues to do so. Um, they both were advocates for me growing up. My mom um, said this in first service. My mom, is a, she taught me what it means to work hard. Um, my wife and I always, you know, comment on how hard she works. I mean, she does three jobs. She's been a first responder during this whole pandemic um, to the elderly and working in nursing homes. And um, it's been, I, seeing her, she's taught me the, the value of hard work. And so <clears throat> I, I learned a lot from her and continue to. And my father, I also learned hard work from him. But I learned about what it means to have convictions about spiritual things and about God and the impact that Christ can have on a person's life. And so, <clears throat> uh, not only them, though, my grandmother, Joanne, uh, would be an advocate for me also. There was a time in my life where I told you guys my, my parents were young, and so while they were doing their thing, uh, I lived with my grandmother for a time of my childhood. And she took care of me, and she taught me those things also. It instilled in me the value of hard work, instilled in me the value of, of loving others beyond yourself. Um, and she passed away a couple years ago from lung cancer, but those, those lessons still ring true in my heart and my mind. And so <clears throat> I wouldn't come to know this reality of what it really means to love God and to love others until five years later in 97, I was five years old, and it was the World Series. It was October 26th. The Florida Marlins were playing the Cleveland Indians, and the Marlins won. But I remember sitting in my bed and asking, asking my dad what made him so different. At this point, he was uh, remarried to my stepmom, Rachel, Rachel Kane now. And she would also become a, a mother figure and a wonderful one at that, and, and an advocate for me and challenged me to live <clears throat> a godly life, but also challenged me to um, live a life faithful to your spouse. And so I asked my dad, what made him so different? Because I saw something in him that I didn't see in other people growing up, and that was joy. He was joyful. He loved something that was bigger than the cosmos itself something intrinsically different and something intimate about the universe that I did not know. 
even though I grew up in the church, I knew the words, but I didn't know it. And he just gave me the one word. He said, Jesus. And that made all the difference for me. And so that night I prayed with my dad and received Christ for the forgiveness of my sins um, at the age of five. This, I believe, uh, sent people in my life, um, and, and I would call them interesting interactions with God. Uh, I hold the view that we hold here at Crossing, the, um, the cessationist view that prophecy and the gift, the sign gifts, the spirit, those kind of spiritual gifts, uh, they're not used in the same way as the, we see in, in the early church. Not to say that God can't. I don't think anybody's saying that. God can do whatever the heck he wants. He's the God of the universe. But um, I, it was strange. I had people prophesy over my life at a young age. I remember going to a Methodist church when I was young with my grandparents. And the really, I mean, he, he was old. He was an old gentleman, the pastor of that church. I mean, it was, a, it was those old school one, one, like schoolhouse churches. You walk in the front door, you're in the sanctuary kind of deal. And I walked in, and we sat in the front row because that's what my grandparents did. Um, and this man, after service, called me up by name. He just knew my name. We never met this man. And my grandparents asked me, you give this man your name? I was like, no, he's a stranger. And he told me that I was going to go into ministry, that God's called something in my life very different than others. Um, and so I thought he was, as, you know, a little kid, a crazy old man. And, uh, <laughs> but this would just be the first interaction among many of people that God set in my life who would see me grow, who would see me uh, flourish in life and, and uh, call that same thing out in me and in my heart. And uh, this would not be the end of my journey as I would experiment with life plenty. And so, as I told you, I grew up in the church, but I was very rebellious at heart. And, uh, I would be the person that would say all the right things and behind closed doors, I would do the opposite. I would experiment with alcohol, with sex, with pornography. I'd be addicted to some of those things. Um, but you see, I had my own plans and I wanted to do those plans. I had a number of bad interactions with the church that made me not want to go into ministry. It made me not want to even think about in a life that would be uh, in service to God's people, the church. And uh, I hated youth ministry. I'm in youth ministry now. I think that's why I'm in youth ministry, because I was like, I'm going to be different than all the kids. Ah. But uh, I really did. I didn't like youth ministry. Um, I saw what, what the church had done to my dad in particular. Uh, and if you guys know me, then you've heard some of those stories. And... Um, I had my own plans. I, did, I wanted to do those. And so when my plans would fall or fail, uh, I didn't want to do what God had for me. I would fall into sin, and I would use those sins to cope. And sometimes, I, a lot of times, I thought after those interactions and those, those experiences, I had to clean myself up, that I had to be better. But that's not the gospel that we know. That's not the grace that we all experience. So this would follow me through high school. Um, I would follow my own path of sin instead of falling before the Father of heavenly lights. And uh, it would all come to a head when I would experience, experience yet another divorce um, that my mom was having with my stepdad at the time. This shook me. I became embittered 
and angry uh, and sometimes even hostile to God. I would shake my fist at him. I would yell at him. I would uh, scream at him. It would, I would use the things that I stated earlier to cope with those things with my personal hurt. And I grew up with a lot of broken relationships. And so this divorce was just another uh, one on top of what I thought was insurmountable hurt and all the broken relationships that I felt in my life. And there were a lot. Um, I'm just giving you the spark notes version of everything. But uh, I would remember what the Lord had for me and I, I would reject it. But my dad um, would come, he came to me in this time and it shifted. This talk with my dad brought me to a place of repentance with God. And it would be uh, the beginning of healing wounds that I didn't think were able to be healed. And uh, I tried to hide these wounds from people and from God for so long. And I'll never forget the exact words my dad told me. He said, why are you running? And he said, why are you fighting a fight that's already been won? You know what you've been called to do. And so I knew it. I fell I fell on my face, I cried, and uh, experienced that, that grace that lifted, uh, grace of the Lord, free grace. And my dad warned me, though. Um, he said, brother, if you can do anything outside of ministry and be happy, go do that thing. Ministry's hard. Uh, vocational ministry is very difficult. And just talk to Pastor Tim. That dude's got stories. He's told me stories upon stories. But uh, there's nothing I could do. I already knew, I, I already tried to do the things, you know. It didn't work. And I, I would go on and uh, I would go to PBU at the time, now Karen University. And I, would, I studied youth ministry and counseling. I got my bachelor's in uh, family ministry and my master's in counseling. But I would bring my own baggage uh, from high school back into that and eventually be, begin to deal with loads of depression um, and mental illness, things that will, I wouldn't sleep. I remember days um, dealing with some of the stuff that I, I would be, I was awake for almost 72 hours. I started to hallucinate. It was crazy. But the Lord um, used lots of people in my life. And I didn't say this in first service, but uh, second service, Dr. Don Cheney, and Dr. Victor Jacobs were some of those men who like drastically shifted my, my theology and my, my, my frame of work and thinking. And I would go to counseling. That would be tremendously helpful for me. And so, uh, you see, if you're like me, I realized that I had a problem with God's grace. I was not gracious to myself or others, and so how could I even believe that there was a God gracious enough to bestow grace upon me? The, like the foremost of sinners. And so, how could he be so intimate and how could he be so abounding in love and grace? I think he has a funny sense of humor, God. I think he's kind of ironic in his sense of humor. If you read the Bible, you can kind of see that. But I, ma- I married a woman named Grace. And so that's a constant reminder to me about God's grace. And she is. Uh, we fell in love uh, at Karen University over Taco Bell and music. Lots of music and Taco Bell. 
She was and is probably the greatest gift of God's love and forgiveness and grace to me. And so after school, I would, I would find this church. I would find Crossing Community Church. And uh, they were looking for a youth and music director. And I skipped everything that day. I skipped that whole day. I called Grace. I said, there's a church looking. And uh, I've been informed about it. I, and I'm just going to go have a meeting. I skipped my, my grad classes. I didn't care. I was like, I need a job. So I had a meeting with Tim and Steve. And that meeting, I knew. I was like, this is where I want to be. I just knew it. Like, there was just an overwhelming peace about it. And um, it, I never, it never left me. And so from that moment, I had that peace uh, that I would be here. And there would be months that would go by. And they never called me. <laughs> they never called me. I was like, I definitely lost that job. I guess that wasn't very much peace. But uh, they called me. Tim called me, actually. And uh, I told all my roommates to shut up at the time. They were being loud and playing loud music. I was like, this is the church, you know. And uh, Tim was like, you know, we split up the job. It's a part-time job. You probably don't want to take it. And I just stopped him. I was like, I want to take it. He was like, you're crazy. I was like, no, this is where I want to be. I think this is the church where I want to be. And uh, I've been here for five years now. And so from that moment, I can see these little areas in, in my life where God has given me these things uh, in his grace, in his love, and his mercy, uh, to be here with you, to have a wife, to have my son, to have a church family that loves us and takes care of us, and that I, we all co-labored together for the kingdom. Um, to, and he would, he would bestow this on me and be gracious to me even to the much unfaithfulness of my own heart. But that's the gospel, is it not? That's grace. And to be gracious and to shower the grace on those who call him Abba Father, that's what God does. This doesn't mean he doesn't discipline those who are sinful and his children who sin against him. He does. I've been disciplined a lot. But he saw fit to bless me beyond measure with a number of things, with the things that I named above, and he has led me through life's most desperate and darkest times. And it is for this reason I love God, because he loved me first. So thank you. I'm going to pray for us. Father, we just come before you, and we thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace. We thank you for sending Jesus to come and die for us. We pray this morning that you'd be with Tim as he shares from your word uh, and the truth of your word uh, and what your son has done for wretched sinners. We thank you and praise your name. Amen.